can you diversify into new markets? For example, by making sure that your boarding pupils are coming from not just one or a small group of countries, but from a larger, broader geographic um, diversification globally. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want to once more feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode where we're talking about diversifying income streams to build resilience. Now, wherever you are in the world, we are going through, I think I could describe it as an epoch-changing set of shocks, external environment shocks, which are changing the way that we are operating as schools within our local markets. It will look different depending on where you are in the world and which type of school you're working within. But basically, there are at least three, and I'm sure there are many other big picture changes which are impacting on schools and the ways that you're operating within the markets that you're serving. So the first of those is global economic uncertainty. Different countries are going through different phases of this, but basically inflation combined with either recession or low economic growth is facing many economies. And the economists will tell you that is a scary combination. I actually remember as a slight aside here, when I was doing my economics degree in Cambridge and they were talking about stagflation, so a sense of of what happens if you have a stagnant economy and inflation. And we had it back in the 1970s here in the UK, as well as in other parts of the world. And it really scares economists because they don't Basically, they don't have a solution as to what to do when that happens. It's just basically ride out the storm and hope it doesn't last too long. It's pretty scary times. The second is obviously climate change. And we're seeing those impacts globally and they're impacting different places in different ways. But that is not going to change and go away. And then thirdly, we're seeing political fragmentation in many societies, which regardless of exactly how that's playing out in your society, it basically always increases uncertainty. And so predicting future education policy, future taxation policy, it becomes much, much more difficult when you have that political fragmentation that we're seeing across many societies. So these are not easy times to be leading in any industry including in the schools sector. And what we basically need to be doing is thinking about organisational resilience. Now, I don't know whether you read some of the business press, but certainly if you're looking at The Economist, The Financial Times, um, McKinsey Quarterly is another one that I really enjoy. I'm constantly seeing articles being put out there about how we can build resilience. And obviously this follows the, the the hot on the heels of the COVID pandemic and the importance of resilience during that crisis as well. So over the next couple of months, I'm going to be talking about various ways that we can increase our organisational resilience. But this time, I'm going to be honing in and talking about how we can be diversifying income streams. 
I just want to pause for a moment to say thank you to you. The Independent School podcast has now passed its second birthday, published more than 100 episodes and has had over 6,000 listens. As the founder and host of this podcast, I've been really humbled by the number of people who have told me that it's really helped them. From school heads who've rushed up to me at conferences and told me how it's been a real guide for them through tricky times, through to experienced directors of development who have said it reassures them that they're on the right track. So thank you for listening and for all your kind comments along the way. If this podcast is helping you, then I invite you to join the 300 people who have asked to get my weekly emails. That way you'll hear about each episode as it's published, as well as the special offers that I only tell people about when they're on my mailing list. So to get my weekly emails, you can go to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash sign up. So the idea of diversifying income streams to build organisational resilience isn't new. It's basically so obvious. It's like business studies that you would learn as an 18-year-old, basically. It's about mitigating risk to any one income stream by ensuring that your organisation has multiple income streams, preferably which will act in different ways during different stages of an economic boom and bust cycle. So that's the the basic idea is that you mitigate risk by increasing the diversity of your income streams. Pretty obvious. Interestingly, it's not always done very well in schools. And I think there are a couple of reasons for that. The obvious one being that most school leaders have come up through the profession of teaching. And so unless you happen to teach business studies or economics at some point, it's not necessarily going to be the first thing that you think of. Or even if you know that the basics of it as you're coming up in your leadership journey through the school, it's not something that you've implemented in other sectors or other types of environments. So it's not always obvious what you should be doing. But I think that there isn't any excuse for that anymore. We've had this idea of diversifying income streams for many, many years. And so what I'm going to do in this episode is share with you the three things that I see go wrong quite frequently as schools are talking about diversifying their income streams. So first of all, before we dive into that, I want to give you some examples of what I mean by diversifying income streams. So Obviously, if you're an independent school, a fee charging school, then your main income stream is going to be coming from the fees that parents are paying for their children's education. So that's your core income stream. So the first question to ask is how can you diversify within that income stream? So, for example, this often applies more to boarding schools, actually, than day schools. But can you diversify into new markets? For example, by making sure that your boarding pupils are coming from not just one or a small group of countries, but from a larger, broader geographic um, diversification globally. So you can think about how you can diversify within that fee income stream. But most of the time when we talk about diversifying income streams, we're talking about adding additional sources of revenue to your school activities. So the obvious one is fundraising. And obviously we've seen across most of the globe an increase in schools fundraising over the last decade or two. Alternatively, you could be thinking about commercial lettings. So hiring out your school buildings, which have been built for school purposes, but hiring them out to other commercial um, users. So that might be weddings or conferences, summer schools, um, community groups and so on. You could be thinking about what I would call international franchising. So setting up schools with the same brand as yours overseas, depending on whether or not those are run 
by the same leadership team or run independently or whether they're fully franchised, whatever whatever model you follow, using that as a way of generating an additional income stream. Another common one is to increase the age group that you offer an education for. And actually one of the areas is to that can be quite profitable if done well is to branch out into offering nursery um, provision. So thinking about what are you doing for kind of four months, babies plus, and having that, that journey for parents all the way from baby stage all the way through to age 18. That can generate an additional income stream if done well. And then finally, obviously, we're seeing since COVID, more and more schools are thinking about online education offerings into international markets, a slightly less tried and tested route. But certainly there are some schools with a brand which is strong enough that are able to generate additional revenue and income streams from having an online educational offering. Tactics to implement that overall income generation strategy with that oversight and involvement from senior leadership at each time, but with that constant sense of we are looking to test what we're doing with the market, whichever market you're you're looking to generate additional income from. We're going to test what works in the market. We're going to constantly refine. We're going to adjust the tactics and the strategic approach over time. But we're not going to withdraw from that overall strategy of, of looking to increase income diversification within that new income stream too quickly before we know whether or not it's going to work. So a best practice approach requires involvement from governors, from senior leadership team and from leaders who are recruited in to lead these specific new areas of income diversification. Don't forget that this is not just about tactics and resource allocation and strategy. This is about culture shift often. So don't downplay that. That could be really important to the success of a new income stream. But most importantly, we need to be thinking about these things much more urgently given the environment in which we're operating. And wherever you are in the world, we cannot be complacent as schools around having just one income stream. Going forwards to build organisational resilience, we have to look further than just our fees being our sole income stream as a school. I always love to hear your feedback. So do let me know. Maybe you're quite new on this journey towards diversifying income. Maybe there are a couple of things on that list that I mentioned earlier where you are now experts at. I'd love to hear from you either way. Do let me know what your thoughts are on this topic. That's it for this week. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.